0: Hey everybody, before this episode of Vivalent starts, we're going to play a song from the band Lunkheads, titled Lunkhead. To join us on this episode is Pastor John of Lunkheads, and he was just an amazing human being to talk to. So please listen and enjoy. Thanks everyone. Sort of Ambivalence. Sorry it's been a week. It's been a hell of a week for Nick and I. We've been busy as, as shit. Uh, Absolutely. We've got an awesome guest. We have uh, Pastor John from the band The Fucking Lunkheads joining us and we are so yeah. stoked. John, thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. We cannot wait to get to know you.
1: Yeah, thank you. I uh, appreciate that anyone was interested in talking to, to me and us about this band um i was surprised when you reached out but uh yeah very excited uh thank you for having me on no i, uh, I our
2: pleasure to,
0: yeah listened to your stuff on Bandcamp, and i was just like oh these dudes are from utah and they're putting out this amazing pop punk." we gotta get to know these guys and then like um i reached out to john profit you know mom's basement i was like dude i really want to talk to these dudes are you cool cool with it he goes absolutely so Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us.
1: Yeah, and I probably, you know, we could say that uh without uh John and Trisha, his wonderful wife and partner, I don't think uh, anyone would be talking about lunkheads. And so we're, you know, very grateful for him. Um for putting this record out uh uh gideon uh our singer reached out to i think just about every single pop punk record label uh and um john and and trisha were the 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 only ones to respond so um wow i'm
2: surprised by that
0: that is very crazy because you guys have an amazing sound
2: yeah definitely
1: yeah thank you so much
0: (laughs) okay so okay First of all, I'm sure we all have questions like the punk scene in Utah. What's it like and how did you yourself get into it? And I mean, you're a pastor. I mean, there's so many questions. Just just, just start from the beginning, if you
1: would. So, I mean, I guess maybe a couple clarifications. So, um, I'm a pastor. I'm a youth pastor. Um, so, it's my part-time gig, my full-time gig. Gig is shipping and receiving, and then my other uh passion uh, is uh audio engineering. Oh, sweet! So, cool, those three things kind of come into play with Lunkheads. And I'll say, uh, I hope I don't, uh, I'm not disappointing anyone when I say I'm not a founding member. I I, I think Scott, you uh, read. Uh, what what I uh, had sent for Mom's basement, but yeah, that was amazing. Um, yeah,
0: I loved reading that. That was very like informative and very very. It was cool to get to know a little bit about the band itself and how you got
1: involved. That was neat. Yeah, yeah I got to I, read it too. John a Prophet had told me that he thought the story of the band was uh, equally as important uh, as far as sharing that to give people context, and I have to agree, which is why I ended up uh, being a part of it. But, um, so you asked about the, the punk scene in Utah. Um, that's a tough question because Mm -hmm. we're not from Salt Lake, you know, we're from, uh, we're from Hiram and Hiram, Utah is, uh, tiny. It's, uh, the stinkiest, uh, place in Utah. Um, (laughs) we have, uh, JBS meat packing plants. We have a fertilizer plant and we have, uh, the Utah pollution that, uh, everyone's aware of. And so, um, plus it's also the windiest place in Utah. So it's a stinky little place in Utah with about 8,000 or 9,000 people total. Um, and so, the punk rock scene in Utah is more like a few bands um, from different towns. One of the the closest towns to us, uh, closest areas is Nibley. So we cross over to Nibley, which is where I met um, the guys originally. And uh, so punk rock in Utah is uh, whatever few bands and kids we can put together. So we end up with a lot of different. Uh, Bands playing shows So when I saw These guys uh, And at the time it was uh, James uh, uh, Gideon Ezekiel, Caleb um, When I saw Their band, Lunkheads uh, It was special to me Because it was Ramones uh, It was Vindictives uh, Stuff that I was used to Listening to, stuff that I fell in love with way back when I was playing in my band, uh, which uh, there's, I started a band, um, our last show was in 2012. Uh, We never really recorded anything. Uh, So it was unfinished business for me to do something with punk rock. And when I saw Lunkheads for the first time, my original goal was I want to record this band. And that's how I found them. That's, you know, the, 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 the punk scene in Utah was me being asked to play acoustic to open up a punk show with a bunch of young bands. And so it was Pastor John and a couple other bands and Lunkheads. And that's how I met the guys. So the punk scene in Utah, at least in Hiram Nibley. Um, it's what you make it sure, sure,
2: yeah, definitely. And uh, just to clarify for the listeners, um, what do you do in the band? Do you play guitar? Is that right?
1: So, when I first uh saw Lunkheads, um, they had a guitar player, uh, who was <laughs> I he was going by the name of Plunky. They had these ideas that uh, the, the caveman thing is all it was all there, that's them. Uh, the black and white photo thing was there. That's them. Um, that was all in place before me. But so uh, sure. Caleb, uh The guitar player, um, he was a full-time member of this band. And then inevitably I went to one of their shows after that first show with the intent of asking them to come to my studio. Cause I started a studio for the church. It's called light of life studios. And like I was, uh, I believe telling Nick before we we started, I was recording a lot of uh, Praise and Worship, which is wonderful, and I, I enjoy that, and I'm glad to be of service in that, but I, I really wanted to record a punk band. So my offer to these kids, who I thought were great, uh, was, let me record your band, and then the show that I was going to give them that offer... Um, mm they announced that Caleb was going away and far away is going to uh, college in Pensacola, Florida. So, wow. I, oh, okay. I was kind of heartbroken because I thought, well, there goes my chance to record this great, you know, magic in a bottle kind of punk band.
2: Oh, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> I mean,
1: Oh, and, and to answer your question. Uh, so I took over Caleb's spot playing guitars um, recently. Um, for a couple, uh, shows, I ended up doing vocals and that's not a permanent thing. I think, uh, Gideon is, um, back with us. Um, that's uh, something maybe, uh, would be, it's definitely a part of Lunkhead's as far as the story goes. So, um, but right now, uh, I'm back to just being the guitarist. I don't think, uh, vocals is for me. Uh, it was just to fill the spot while... Uh, lunky, uh, it was uh, a way and, and dealing with some stuff.
2: Sure. Nice. Okay.
1: And you're a bit older than the rest of the guys in the band, correct? Yeah. <laughs> so it, when I uh, joined, the joke was that I had to go tell my wife that I had just, <laughs> at uh, 39 years old, joined a high school... Punk band.
0: That's and, fucking great. And, I love it.
1: I love it so much. It's fucking amazing. And I mean to put that in context, when when those guys started playing together, and they they were fooling around uh, a really long time uh, before I saw them. But um, James, the uh, also known as Monkey, was uh, just coming out of junior high, so that's a big difference and um so it was uh kind of uh, it was just an interesting event at our household to try and explain to my wife and uh my kids uh <laughs> that I was joining a high school punk band but they oh, they understood and they uh fully support everything um and the oh that's great especially when they met the guys and realized that you know they, they were they really became members of our family as well uh as bandmates uh so i fe- in some ways i feel like i'm a bandmate but i also feel like i'm a ringmaster in the lunkhead circus and uh sometimes <laughs> a, a, a a stepdad but it's it's okay yeah so no uh, oh
2: I was just going to say, so do you ever, uh, find or come across like any kind of clash between like being a youth pastor and, and, and a punk rock band, or is it just kind of, you know, whatever.
1: So, and, and I'm, you know, coming into this, uh, discussion and pretty much any discussion with people, um, outside of, you know, the mountains where we live, <laughs> um, it's very isolated and I know the, the the reputation of Utah. And I I will just say, you know, in so many ways uh, to defy people's expectations, Utah is very diverse. Uh, We have a lot of refugees there. Um, For the most part, outside of the fundamental stuff, which gets all the news and all the press, um, it's very much about community and brotherhood and, and family. And so that's always been our, uh, approach from our church um, to the point. Oh, that's where, awesome. Um, and I always use this when people ask, you know, what the stance is as far as our church. But um, our uh, Elder Sam, uh, the the head pastor at our church, once told me when I uh, interviewed to join as youth pastor, he said um, that our mission was to, lead people to God through friendship and not through any other means. And that it was okay if, you know, in in terms of his approach that we're to form friendships with people without the goal of converting them to anything. And so from my perspective, sure. if somebody is, uh, doesn't believe in God or is a, a, a devil worshiper or whatever, we can still, be friends we can still be brothers i don't need to convert them because that will happen on its own if it's real and authentic so uh there's no um clash in terms of you know working with anyone later on uh for this second ep which we didn't expect it to happen we didn't think it would be a thing Uh, um and then we recorded it there were some clashes because now um as pastor john you know my they they decided that's what i was going to be called <laughs> uh, i think as a way of um hazing me uh and reminding me that i'm old um <laughs> they decided that that would be my name and so now on this second ep which ended up being called brainchild it was originally and I know I'm all over the place. It was originally called summer's gone and uh, you know, coming back to the clash, I had to, um, I don't know if it, so Gideon Lunky, the singer um, was going through a terrible breakup um, from his girlfriend summer. And he brings us these four songs and says, I want to record a Lunkheads record. And uh, these were not, stereotypical lunkhead songs they had profanity they had um well you know it was called summer's gone and i had to say like we we can't call this (laughs) we can't call this record summer's gone we can't put a picture of her text to you on the cover so (laughs) that that was a clash for me and then the other clash was that my name is on the record and there's profanity and it says recorded at light of life studios but at the end of the day, I'm really just following what Elder Sam told me, which was I, I don't have to hide away from other people with different beliefs or different voices. I can still be their friend and be their brother. And that's what this is about at the end of the day. Sure. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, that is awesome. Well, thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot. There's a lot with this uh, this band more than uh, maybe most bands who are just releasing their first record. It was uh, we didn't know if it was even going to come out at one point, but here we are. Yeah, I can't. Well, sure I
2: am definitely glad it is.
0: Yeah, I listened to your demos on Bandcamp. I was like, oh my god, I want more now. <laughs> like, holy
1: shit, it's so good. And I guess, um, uh, John and Trisha said, uh, it was okay that I say the 22nd of this month is yeah! really date. Hell so. yeah. Awesome. It's going to be CD format, correct? Yeah. CD. Um, it's coming out as, um, two CDs. One is, uh, the full length that they, uh, recorded with me at first. And, um, then the second one was the four songs um, that uh, Gideon brought in and we decided to record as a band. We, he originally was going to make it like his solo record and then, uh, you know, <laughs> that didn't really fly when he's, you know, we were already a band. So, um, uh, so we decided let's make these Lunkhead songs. Uh, we don't want to abandon you in this. So we recorded the songs and um, that's coming out separately because it doesn't flow exactly the same way as the record. And uh, John and Tricia were nice enough to, you know, uh, spend their their money on two releases for a band that has no releases. So, yeah. and um, then that's going to come with a little, uh, again, I think I'm being uh, hazed uh, sure. with, uh, it's coming with a pamphlet that's very much like a religious pamphlet uh, that is the the story of the lunkheads by Pastor John, so um I mean it's it's a bit of novelty, but I guess you know, and that's what I sent you guys the story of the band yeah that's really I, cool that's a cool idea,
2: yeah, it really is
1: yeah, it's um it's in some ways it feels like um that's the only way to listen to the two albums together and have them make any sense because um you've heard uh brainchild is the, is from that second EP. So it's, you know, a very different tone. And, um, you know, I, I think once it, when you listen as a whole package, uh, it'll make more sense to a lot of people. So I'm glad we're doing that. I think the first hundred have that pamphlet. And then I don't know after that. So sure. Sure. Well, I'll make sure to be one of those first hundred
0: because that's, that's, that's really cool. It's like, I mean, I don't want to take out of context, but it's like when you, when I went to go see the book of Mormon, on Broadway, they uh, get, they hand out, like, uh, you know, um, like, pamphlets for the Mormon religion to so yeah. give you an idea of what you're about to see, <laughs> you know, like, this is what this is, like, you know, kind of going off of, is, you know, so, that, so I think it's a really cool idea.
1: Yeah, and I guess I never really thought of it from that perspective, but, um, yeah, it sounds like good marketing, so I guess, uh, I guess John is uh, a genius in that. Oh, you they guys, know what
2: they know what they're and, doing.
1: You're in excellent hands with those two for sure.
0: Uh, yeah. So, when being a being a youth pastor as your part time job, as you said, I get a part time. Do you introduce a lot of your youth to like the music you grew up listening to? Is that something you do you kind of take pride in doing, or do you just kind of like just keep that to yourself?
1: You know, in some ways I do, but um. A lot of youth pastoring for for our church is more based on activities. And okay. so um, when I get the chance, I, you know, I'll play stuff that I listen to. Um, and I listen to a lot of different stuff now, but it wasn't really, honestly, until um, I went and saw this show and saw these four, you know, lerpies standing there uh well three lerpies and one uh chubby uh, um john belushi standing there uh, in hermones <laughs> t-shirts that matched uh that i kind of you know started getting like uh flashbacks of uh my old band you know not that i had given it up but just i moved on you know and uh so uh, when i saw these guys it, I found myself going home wanting to listen to some of these songs. Uh, obviously, weren't available. That's where I wanted to come in. But so I was listening to all the stuff that I used to listen to, you know. And that's like, uh, MXPX has become our favorite um, band as a band, and uh, that was one that they were already listening to that I had grown up loving, and um, we bonded over that. And then I pulled out some of the really old stuff like uh cadet and Ballydouse douse and, um, you know, uh, T S O L. And we've listened to all kinds of stuff that maybe those guys hadn't heard, but they were definitely more immersed in, um, the Ramones influenced stuff than I was, uh, even though I was Joey Ramone, uh, at, for a costume party. Nice. one year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah for sure hey scott
1: yeah
2: i uh i caught you off earlier was that did you already ask that question what a question well you were about to ask something and i caught you off
0: that was my question
2: oh okay all right I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> my follow-up <laughs> question is, yeah
2: there you go you know how
1: old are your are your pgc you have you have do you have two kids uh i have uh four kids Not four kids what kids. are their ages not to play into the, the stereotype here. <laughs> no, nope, that's all but, right. Uh, I have four kids uh, and my oldest is 14. So you can understand uh, why uh, that was awkward. Uh, because now dad is uh, joining a band that could play <laughs> at <laughs> one of her uh, school uh, assemblies. So Holy shit, I that's awesome. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> yeah um so 14 uh 9 uh 8 and then 3 you have your hands full, sir oh yeah i was uh, telling nick uh cranes all over the house uh-huh. and, uh it's <laughs> never quiet oh yeah i
0: have a uh, i just my daughter just turned 3 last uh, last sunday and man she is a handful
3: like, oh,
0: i'm short sure. she likes to jump off the couch and i was like <laughs> They do, they do, and we have to
1: we, we have to just let them jump off the couch. Yeah, I was like, hey, dog.
0: she figured out, like, if she takes a little, little Elmo couch on the floor, she's got a landing pad. She just figured that out. So I'm like, okay, you guys know what you're doing here. You're a professional jumper, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I have the same issue with my dogs. <laughs>
0: do cranes on the walls?
2: <laughs> no, but... Uh, actually today, speaking of crayons, and this is weird, uh, there was crayons somewhere and my dog found them and was eating them. So I guess that kind of (laughs) counts. Yeah, I
0: guess that's going to poop rainbows.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had to snatch them away from him. He was, he was, uh, balls deep in that box of crayons. He was really loving them.
0: That's funny.
2: I freaked out. I had to go check and make sure they weren't toxic or anything.
0: I'm pretty sure that the, the, the Crayolas are non-toxic. I don't know about the other one. I think the off-brand stuff. Yeah, yeah,
2: at this I think point,
1: crane companies have learned uh that if if it's brightly colored, it will be eaten. I mean, that's like Plato's model.
0: Like, <laughs> like that's like Plato's like <laughs> that's their phrase. And you will eat it.
2: <laughs> I'm guilty of it.
0: So, how, how long have you and your new wife been married, John?
1: Uh, 22 years, wow. uh, uh, coming up. So, uh, probably married a little too young, uh, but, uh, it worked out. So that's awesome. I, well, congrats. the results, uh, you know, the proof is in the, the, the enduring relationship as it is with the Lunkheads. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, actually tomorrow is me and Heidi's 10 year anniversary wedding anniversary. Oh,
0: congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Do something
2: fun. Yeah, we're going to. I have the day off, too, so it's perfect. We're going gonna,
0: gonna... to spend the day at Disney, right?
2: No, no. I'm, <laughs> I still haven't gone. I will eventually. But...
0: No, if you don't know, Nick works at Disney, and I keep telling him, you should just go to Disney on a day off.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we get. I, I get to bring, like, four people into Disney for free, like any of the parks, and I've been there for a couple months, and I still haven't gone yet, so.
1: That has to be uh, tough, you know, cause they always say it's like working at a restaurant. You eat there every day and then you don't eat there. Is it the same way with Disney? It can't be, but it seems likely, right?
2: Uh, it is, but it's also like, cause I work at a specific resort and I don't like work in the parks. So technically it's kind of like that, but at the same time, like there's so many different parts of Disney that like I could go to somewhere new every day if I wanted. So two words. I don't know. I two just words.
0: Galaxy's edge done.
2: <laughs> I I've, I've I've already been through it. Uh yeah. So I oh, don't you
1: know. Now I know that's exciting but uh just you know for a little bit more context uh yesterday uh being uh you know July 11th um here in Hiram we had uh in our in our local fairgrounds we had a large family picnic and a duck derby so uh we're close we're close to the level of excitement of (laughs) gathering i mean we have a duck derby you you got me i mean
0: you pick pick the finest ducks is it just exactly what you you think it is Is just a duck race (laughs) it's exactly what you think it is yeah
2: dude i don't care that sounds fun I'm all about that. You
0: got food, you got ducks. Uh, there's no need anything else. That's it.
2: Yeah, you, you, who needs Disney when you have that?
1: Give me a penny, do ducks. <laughs> it's true. We have Jello and we have ducks. That's uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> what we had. Yeah. o huh? Man, well, I gotta we're, go there. Uh, big uh, on Jello. Jello's big here. So really, we we take Jello to a whole new level. Take it seriously. <laughs> Well, what,
0: what do you mean? Like what, like what's one of the, what's one of the, like, I guess the famous jello dish in hire <laughs> uh,
1: So, I mean, I think it's, it's Utah in general. Utah, uh, okay. so what we would do, like, uh, so my favorite um, now, some people I'll tell you put, things like carrots and jello and that's not okay with me.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. That's um, that's weird.
1: But my wife will take um pretzels. So we'll take like a pretzel base. Yep. And then we'll take fresh fruit and cover that and then the jello goes over top of that and it it sort of turns into almost like a cheesecakey, crunchy, sweet, salty um dish. And I, yes. That actually
2: sounds amazing. I'm
1: very familiar with pretzel jello. It's
0: one of my, my wife's dad's favorite uh desserts.
2: Yeah. Really? Like, I've yes. never heard of it.
0: Yes. It's it is it is like a, it's like, a it's like a salty, sweet, cheesecakey. It's like the pretzels and like a layer of I don't know if it's like whipped cream or cream cheese. And then yeah, it's just like a fresh fruit jello on top of it. It's like three yeah. layers. And then oh, it, I gotta!
2: I gotta try this. It, that sounds so good. Yeah,
0: it's good. I mean, you like melt butter with the pretzels and make sure. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, John's correct. It is a it's a very good treat.
1: Yeah, and in the uh, in the you know, if there's anything that we prioritize in Hiram, it's having flavors strong enough to combat the, the <laughs> packing plant and the fertilizer plant in in summer. So, oh, gotta um, wow. taste good. So, I got to
2: imagine that's brutal.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, for visitors, it is brutal. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess if you grew up there, it wouldn't really bother you.
1: Yeah, depending on how windy it is. Uh, yeah, but uh, for visitors, it's tough. So, like, what did you like to do when you were
0: growing up? Like, did you did you always live in Utah? Like, did you visit your roots planter there? So,
1: uh, I did always live in Utah. Um, I started out, though, uh, so... Hiram is pretty far from where I grew up. Uh, I was from St. George and um, it's a lot hotter there, but it's also very uh, conducive to uh, activities like uh, hiking and doing outdoors things. So that was um, sort of you know my upbringing and then you know, discovered through just a couple friends uh discovered music started playing uh the guitar and started uh my band uh we were called the uh cotton ponies and uh we attempted to start some shows and play a few but it didn't last long because you know in this uh small area that we were based out of um there was it just couldn't sustain itself so then when that fell through uh you know there's Plenty of outdoors uh, activities you can enjoy. Um, we have uh, all four seasons, so you know, in the winter time it's really cold, and you can mm-hmm. uh, ride a snowmobile. In summertime, it's really warm, so a little bit of everything.
0: Nice. That's basically Indiana where I am. Yeah. The winters suck, and the summers are really hot, and then spring's okay for a little while, and then it just gets worse in
2: there. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Just. Come come to Florida. No, I don't want to. <laughs> it's sweat. it's no. never it's never ending summer. It's just summer forever. <laughs> I I don't know, like, cause I I don't know if you know John, but I uh, recently moved back to Florida from Connecticut, and I kind of miss Connecticut. <laughs> I miss the weather.
4: Are you doing? Oh,
2: Complain about it. I know, but now that I'm like back in Florida, I'm like, oh god, it is so hot. It's just (laughs) like the humidity is just horrendous.
0: Yeah. So my
2: wife's my wife's ready to kill me because I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of miss Connecticut because she didn't want (laughs) to leave. (laughs) Pack up the
0: car. We're going back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I got I got uh... this job now maybe I'm good. it's
1: uh when you're when you're not you know if we if you leave you're always going to miss the place you were I, I i've had that suspicion as well you know i miss even just moving from one area to another um i think we always kind of miss the place we're not you know when we're not there so
2: yeah it, yeah that's definitely true
1: it can be a life lesson too and you know grass is always greener uh <laughs> on the other side so
2: well It, my, my situation is weird because I grew up in Massachusetts and then I moved to Connecticut. I spent well over a decade here and then I went back to Connecticut and the whole time I was in Connecticut, I was just dying to get back to Florida. And I've been here a couple months now back in Florida and I'm like, God, I kind of want to go back to Connecticut. I can't make my mind up. It's horrible. And my, my, uh, My life is like, when I was growing up, we moved like constantly, like every year when the lease was up, my dad would move us and I'm kind of got used to that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I want to be anymore. So it's frustrating.
1: I'm sure at some point, and this happens, uh, I, I think as we get older, you, one day you wake up and you realize that it's so much more an internal thing you know mm-hmm. um, i mean of course you know we can miss places but i think once we you know you're 10 years in to this relationship and um maybe you find out at some point that that's home for you no matter what so uh, yeah, so. yeah. I, I certainly hope so
2: yeah i don't know we'll figure it out <laughs> speaking of home scott how's how's uh how's your new house going
0: oh it's great man it's um coming together we just had That's my daughter's awesome. birthday party last weekend, so we had like sixty people at this house <laughs> because nice. it, was like it was a housewarming slash birthday party, mostly birthday party. But like, we didn't think we all these people would come, but they went to see the house. So it was like, well, <laughs> it, I get it. It's just a, there's just a lot of bodies and like a lot of like a lot of food. I think I grilled like over a hundred hot dogs. I think I spent two hours of the party just like on the grill, just like doing just singing weenies for days. Um, and then like it was just overwhelming. And um, so, so we did, we finally just kept the house back in some kind of order after the party. Um, but it's it's nice, man. It's it feels like we got the TVs up, we got the Xbox hooked up. I mean, it feels like it feels like home now.
2: That's awesome. I'm yeah. so happy for you.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. It's it's cool. I mean, we have like. Uh, the pool down. I mean, there's so much for Gemma to grow up around too. It's a gated community. So there's parks for, there's parks everywhere. There's a pool we can take advantage of. There's like four or five uh, handmade beaches in the area we can go to. So there's, she's going to grow up like doing a lot. Yeah. Um, We just thought about getting her enrolled in dance class soon since uh, she loves to dance. So
2: yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's fun. But well, I was just going to ask John. I was like, I don't know if this is too personal or not, and you don't have the answer, but like your wife and family are so supportive like, of your endeavors and their music. Were your parents just as supportive for you with like your taste in music
1: and where you want to go with their with directions in life? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, as I said, I, the band uh, that I had, you know, never really amounted to anything as far as. Anything that would take away from, you know, me continuing my education or going into the ministry. So um, it it was never really an ordeal, but I never felt the pressure that it wouldn't be okay if I went that direction. Because, you know, playing playing music, recording, uh, I try to use any of that uh, that I can at all. You know, kind of expresses itself to people anyway. So it, it would have been a part of, and has been a part of life, but it was never something where you know you didn't feel supported. And uh, again, it's not the fundamentalist sort of background that um, you know a lot of people think for everyone uh, mm-hmm. in this area in 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 Utah. Cool. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, just I didn't I didn't know. You know, I don't know how.
0: You know, but how, how, your child was like how your parents felt. But that's cool. That they're just as supportive for you as your your family is for you now. So that's great.
2: Yeah. yeah, definitely.
0: You just that's awesome. And then, so like, what did you like to do for fun in Utah? I mean, like, what's I mean, you have the duck races, you have the picnics, f- <laughs> you have somewhat some shows, you have the smells. But like, what did you like? Like, what was your like hot spots or favorite things to do?
1: Um, you know, I, at this point, um, I mean, I attempted, you know, skateboarding was a little bit of a thing and again, outdoors stuff, uh, hot spots end up being people's houses, uh, people's dens people's garages. You know, it's, um, there's a lot of space and, uh, even though everyone in Hiram, Uh, could probably have a a space themselves big enough to isolate away from everybody. Um, People still choose to be together. And I think that's something that's uh, a big part of the culture here. That's so So, cool. um, Yeah, that is awesome. I definitely can
2: respect that.
1: When you're isolated, you're... You know your entertainment your hot spots end up being other people and personalities mm-hmm. and um you know that's um and i think that's what brings kids together and what brings adults together and like this band is it, you know it was brought together by personalities and um i think that's what's kept it together because certainly you know i mentioned um and and he's okay with me talking about it i mentioned uh, gideon's trial that he went through and um you know it was uh lunkhead's was his anchor uh even when you know he felt that god had failed him and the church had failed him and relationships had failed him um the anchor was Band practice. The anchor was songwriting, so you know those relationships end up being the, you know, that ends up being what brings people together here, mm-hmm. uh, and I think everywhere really. That's that's what I want my house to be
0: eventually. Because like I don't, I haven't felt myself out in this in this subdivision that I'm living in this this area. I know I'm kind of an outcast, but like. I'm hoping that someone's gonna like wanna be like, hey, like I saw the sticker on your car. Hey, we should hang out. I'm like, yeah, I have a shit to record in my my in my room. <laughs> I need some fucking friends in my life that are local, you know, but like I just it's I I wish I had that tight community you guys have because I I want my house to be a fucking cool place to hang out, but like I don't know anybody. Especially knowing one that likes punk music as like much as I do and the ones that I do. Guess what? Live fucking far away. So it
1: doesn't help. Yeah, and it's not built in, you know? And I, I understand, like, we do have that here to some degree where relationships are built in. But right. um, I think all, all it does for us is it forces us to be in the same room together and discover what it is about people that we, that we connect with. So maybe your issue is just you need to get yourself in the same room as... Other people in your neighborhood. Oh, sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> you're completely right, but man, I've seen some of these people
0: jumping on their golf carts and it's like, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, maybe you're, I, mean, I just put myself out there Make make business cards saying, need a friend? <laughs> need a friend. <laughs> like music, here's my card.
2: <laughs> well, hey, that's how we started this whole thing. We just put ourselves out there. So, <laughs> You know, you got to do it.
0: Yeah, I know. I just, like, I asked if I want to meet these people in this area. <laughs> That's <laughs> another thing. Like, I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's it like in Florida?
2: As far as what? Friends and yeah, they stuff go to, like that? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. um, you know, since I've been back, um, it's I'm in a different area. I'm like two hours from like the closest friend I know maybe, well, maybe like an hour. So with work and everything, I just haven't had time to like do anything other than go to work and like spend time with, you know, Heidi and Mm -hmm. her mom and stuff. So, uh, I did go and see an old friend. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but you know, like I said, it's a two hour drive. So it's, it's hard to make time to go out there. And, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, bad with putting myself out there as well so you know like the people around here i mean mind you i'm in a 55 and over community right now so marty (laughs) so so i mean it's it's hard but um i don't know i'm meeting people at work and stuff which is cool um there's a guy who's like really in the metal uh when he takes his lunch break and stuff we hang out and talk and there you go because we same break time and everything and i don't know i'm just trying to you know, meet people and stuff, but it's hard because like I said, all, all I really have time for right now is work and, mm-hmm. you know, family stuff. So
0: yeah, how's that going with your back, by the way? I know you have some back problems.
2: Uh, it's rough. Um, it's my back is, you know, it is what it is. I've been dealing with that for years, but what's really sucking right now is uh, my hernia. Like, well, I have multiple hernias now, uh, thanks to this job. So I'm on light duty. Uh, I'm not really doing a whole lot at work. Like I'm just stocking the housekeeper carts and stuff. So it's really easy stuff. But uh, I, um, I, I still don't know when I'm getting the surgery for the hernias. Uh, I'm still waiting on workers comps that it could take up to 120 days to decide if they're going to cover it, which makes no sense to me because it happened at work. But yeah. yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. I'm just, you know, taking it day by day.
0: That's good. Sorry to bore you, John. We haven't caught up in like a week. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay.
1: Yeah. A, uh... We only talk during a podcast. <laughs> like... Pretty much, yeah. yeah. No, a very wise uh, man once told me that um, it, it, uh, hernias for uh, for men are the uh, basically the, the uh, testament to man's stubbornness because uh, I can't <laughs> tell you how many men I know uh, who have hernias that they just wait a really long time to get fixed because as men the last thing we want to do is admit that uh, i got to deal with this thing and so it's uh, my... It's just a part of uh, of being a man. I think you don't you you decide uh, how bad it's going to get before you seek help. Uh, that's exactly. The- yeah, that's absolutely true. I got like I had a I threw my back out,
0: put my kid in the car seat like uh, the beginning of the year. Well, I was like, just go see a chiropractor. I'm like, I'll just sleep it off and then get any better. I was like, I'll take your advice. Oh yeah, I should have this shit sooner. <laughs> <It really laughs> well, <doesn't know.
2: laughs> see, I I had a small hernia. And this is, I think this is why workers comp is giving me trouble because I had a small one before this. But since I worked there, I now have like four different areas that have popped up. Holy shit. Yeah. One huge one right on my stomach and then a couple on my belly button area. And uh, yeah, I, I, I put off the a very small one I had for years I mean years I just didn't want to do anything with it and now I'm at a point where I have no choice so yeah it sucks
0: <laughs> um, hopefully the surgery you hope you know, would be a long term effect on you and help you out you know?
2: Yeah, yeah it shouldn't be too bad um, a couple nights in the hospital a couple weeks off work so it's not it's not a major surgery so
0: unpaid so, that's yeah. important. so yeah, speaking of paid, John, you said that you are shipping and receiving. So where do you do
1: that at? So um, we have um, basically I just work in processing. So, um, you know, I do a lot of work from home, but uh, I also go in uh, to an office occasionally. But it's mostly working from home. It's mostly dealing with um Customer service side of things. Um, mm-hmm. We're called Miller Brothers Express and um, very boring and um, just uh, getting me through uh, feeding the family until uh, Lunkheads starts making all that money. There and- you go, Taurus. I see it. <laughs> I see it. So, is that? Go ahead. Uh- I was just
2: gonna say, is that something you guys are uh like in the future hoping to do is do like touring and stuff?
1: I don't think uh f- it would be it's gonna be interesting. I know um there are a couple shows you know local shows in the works, but um you know we're we've had some talks with John and some other people um Maybe about doing something, but touring—I don't think is ever pos- going to be possible for us. Uh, maybe you know. I, and actually, let me take that back. Touring mm-hmm. might be possible for lunkheads. I don't know if it would be with me, and that's fine with me because um, you know, I, I like I said before, I think my place in the band is—you uh, know—I can say like you know, it existed before. I was part of it as pretty much what it is. You'll hear uh, a big difference on, you know, the full length, which ended up, I think, being called uh, Am More Smarter Than a Monkey or something like that. Um, That ended up, um, you can hear, that was basically just me doing the exact same thing that uh, Caleb had done on guitar. So if you listen to that record there's maybe a three total frets used uh, to play that entire record, and it never deviates. And so that was all written. And I'm not putting that down because that's what made me fall in love with the band. Mm-hmm. But um, sure. I'm not putting that down, but I'm saying it existed in full before me. And then when you listen to uh, Summer's uh, uh, Brainchild, what ended up being called Brainchild you can hear that I, you know, it was me writing the guitar parts because Caleb had gone. So what I'm getting at is um, the band existed before me and the band could easily exist with a different person on guitar. And I would still record the band and handle social media and, you know, delete the uh, uh, Gideon's posts about TS Elliott from the band page when when need be and um manage all of that stuff. So um yeah, absolutely it could they could go on tour but you know, they also have uh, other uh irons in the fire, you know, it's yeah. it's pretty sure. freaking busy uh at people are looking at colleges, people are getting jobs, but there was a point and uh, when I wrote the thing that I had sent to you guys for Mom's basement, mm-hmm. I did not. I wasn't sure that the band would persevere, but um, uh, after uh, the past few weeks and the holiday, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that Lunkheads has more in store and uh, in the near future with with the 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 lineup as it should be. No. Uh, which is Gideon uh, back on vocals as he was on both albums. I think uh, I think there's more in store. Uh, I don't know about touring though. Yeah, well,
0: just talking to you, you seem to be a very big part. Just the way you talk about, I think the passion you have for the band. Yeah, so, definitely. Don't 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 sell yourself short, John, at all. Because you sound very passionate. I think you are a, a, a big part as well
1: yeah and i i wanted to for me it was about making sure that somebody heard it mm-hmm. and you know how young bands are and high school bands are um they uh, a lot of times you know that's it's at that magic time when uh, for lack i don't know how to say it better than this it's at a magic time when nobody knows the rules of making music and you know being able to capture uh sonically is uh for me the most exciting part more so than playing live shows or playing out because um i only offered to play with the lunkheads uh because i knew that that was the only way the record would get made and i didn't want to lose it because uh, you know i drove home uh, from the first show, singing uh, "Hey Mr. Obelisk, Hey Mr. Obelisk," and I couldn't get it out of my head. That's a song you haven't heard yet, unless did did um, did John or Tricia send you a copy of the the final finished product?
0: No, I'm just gonna no. I'm, I'm just gonna buy one once they release it. I'll just support them, like you know, just I don't I don't I, you know I'll just wait for it. And yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. pick up a copy for sure to support that. Just available but you guys as well. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, don't, same. I don't want handouts. I'd rather buy.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I know we, we're going to get copies for our shows, but that, uh, m- will most likely only benefit, uh, people in, uh, Hiram and Nibali, uh, mountain people. So, um, mom's basement would be the way to get, to get yeah. it. And I mean, that's, that supports us in terms of, you know, for us, it's just being able to have a platform to release it, you know, cause, uh, like i said before i don't think releasing it on light of life records would uh have the same impact and get a I, we wouldn't be in the the sites of people who sure. this music is made for and it's you know so it was great that they yeah and do that dude, for us. dude they
0: promote like none other like your stuff will be out there like for- yeah they're
2: they are great
0: they are awesome when it comes to promoting. I can learn a thing or two from them, honestly, because we don't promote very well.
2: Because
0: <laughs> I mean, that's just not our style. We just like, here, here it is.
1: <laughs> you
0: yeah, it, we're, we're not. Uh, <laughs> like, there you go. But they are very good at what they do. So you're in good hands for sure. Yeah, we're not great at
1: it either. It, and I mean, it's again, hard, it's hard, man. Know, it's hard to like, like ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <There
4: you go. laughs>
1: And John even commissioned, um, you know, we, we started, uh, the idea was we're, you know, um, they, the, the guys wanted everything to be like that first Ramones record. So the, the original idea was, we're only going to release black and white shots, you know, copies of copies of copies. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're, we've stuck with that, but the idea was that was, you know, sort of the the visual look and then john and uh trisha said you know let's let's do something a little bit brighter for the the albums and the artwork and of course you know you've seen the the work that they had done so i mean even they even had a hand in uh creating the visual aspect and um um john from uh Kelsey Badgrammer Grammar did the the Oh, Gavin, yeah. oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. He, awesome. he had a uh, he really had a hand in even designing the characters and put a priest color on me for some reason.
0: Well, I mean, Pastor <laughs> <it's after> John.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, but I mean that so that's where it lives now and um, you know, uh, I thought he did some interesting things with you know, taking the name you know because we have a a lunky and a clunky and we had a plunky and so he turned uh he turned our drummer into a caveman club and that was all his you know so everything kind of came together it's a partnership between so many people um that made it what it is so it it's just turned into something really really cool really interesting
0: i mean they just want you to succeed man and so do we for sure like there's absolutely i mean you're the thing about, like, with our bubble of, like, this punk, pop punk community that we're part of, as I say this every episode, but I can't help it, is just, like, the support that, like, the, the fans have for the bands and, like, vice versa is amazing. Like, you know, like we all want to see everyone succeed. And you're in that right direction, dude.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, kind of getting to know some of the other bands and uh, combing through the catalog, because I honestly haven't, gotten the chance to i the others a lot and have consumed uh just about every bit of uh mom's basement um uh, music since they found out that we were going to be working together so um i mean i i look forward to doing that as well i just don't have as much time um a, a, as they do but um, well, with their yeah. releases it's hard to keep it's hard to keep up sometimes too
0: yeah. I think I'm behind on a few releases but I, like, I just can't, my wallet can't keep up with what they're putting out. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it comes down to it. It's like, I can't afford to do this. It's like, stop.
1: Yeah, and Take I was... Uh,
0: month, please.
1: Occasionally, I'll look at our Spotify uh, suggested and I discovered Pep Talk just oh, recently. Oh, fucking love Pep Talk, yeah. So that's that's been my go-to for uh, a good while. Uh, since that record came out, yeah, so. that that record is that they're awesome.
0: Yeah, it's, that's solid. A lot of good music. Yeah, certainly.
2: There's too much good music. Yeah, like you like you said, it's hard to keep up nowadays.
0: Oh my god, yeah. I mean, everyone's releasing stuff, and it's just it's overwhelming. I mean, I know I know for sure my my wallet is not happy. My checking account's like fucking stop doing what you're doing. And
1: you guys, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this month—not <laughs> definitely not with uh, birthday parties that need to be um, planned. I know. Are it. you kidding? My what, my daughter's birthday money is going around in my checking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. We'll take her on a shopping spree. <laughs> yeah. Um, just thank you so much for hanging out with us and giving us a chance to just tell your story. I mean, it's an amazing one. Um, and what you're doing is great with the kids, and do just keep just keep on out releases we can't wait to hear them and just um if if you just give you um you know we'll just give you the floor to just promote what you want to and what you got going on and just let let the people know man
1: yeah um all i really have uh is uh thanks to you thanks to mom's basement records john and trisha and um i think you know if you if you have any preconceptions about what a punk rock band in Utah is like, you you may be right in some instances, but uh, you may be surprised in others. And um, we're proud of the songs that we worked on. I'm certainly proud of uh, what I was able to achieve uh, in the recording aspect because uh, it's not my usual uh, output, and I'm proud of that. We're proud of the songs on the full-length. We're proud of the songs on the EP. Um, and we stand behind uh, every bit of it. Um, and so we're just grateful to have the opportunity. And I uh, appreciate getting to spend time with you. But uh, Yeah, yeah you absolutely. Yeah, well, Pleasure is ours. Come back anytime you want, man. This was a
0: blast. And um,
2: you, know, and you said... Real quick, uh, you said the album is coming out the 22nd, is that correct?
1: Yes, uh, 22nd, um, and I, I, I'm i sorry, I don't know if that's... I, I know that it's already been pressed. Uh, we don't have our copies yet, so I haven't had a look at it yet, but um, it's been pressed, so I'm assuming 22nd is just when it goes live for sale. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think there's any pre-orders or anything. There will be... Um, <laughs> We, uh, for Christmas, uh, had uh, some t-shirts made and um, had to have more than five made, so there will be a very limited number of t-shirts for sale because we had to order enough to uh, get them screen printed, so... Those will be sold from Mom's basement as long as John and Tricia got my package, um, and so there will be a few other merch kinds of things. So um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. I don't I don't know exactly what else, but um, I'm
0: hoping for a three
1: X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may it may be rough there, but maybe we can talk. Uh, John and Tricia into doing uh, doing some more as long as those ones uh, I will hey, I'll pay you
0: actually for that fat guy size, I have no problem <laughs>
1: we, we had a t-shirt made um, by uh, John uh, from Kelsey Bad Grammar yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. again as a I think as a way to haze me, uh, the t-shirt had all of us and it said, hey-ho, let's go. And then, of course, I'm saying to church. So uh, <laughs> uh, maybe that's the next uh, shirt in line. I don't know. Love it.
0: Love it. Well, can't yeah. wait. And can't wait for your release. And oh, man, thank you so much again for just taking the time to hang out with us. It was an absolute pleasure. It sure.
2: was. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of your night. And uh, we will fill your ear holes next week with something else. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Good night.
2: See ya.